we're back, we're back, we're back. Doing and we're back again. I'm trying to draft right now. And we don't care. Yes. It's the Coach Rob it's, and no, OMD no, show. I'm drafting. It's the OMD <laughs> and Coach Rob show. And I'm trying to draft on my second pick right now. If you don't know, this is Fantasy Island, man. Thanks to everybody that tuned in, tuned out, uh, jumped in and joined us on this fantasy. Man, I'm on my second pick. I got 40 seconds and I don't know who, where I should go. Yeah, what should I pick? See. It doesn't matter because you know what? I'm sticking with what. I always roll with with my good draft principles, and uh, with what I do, my draft strategy is I go heavy quarterbacks in the beginning. Okay, that's what I go heavy quarterbacks in the beginning. So, uh, thank thanks for letting us know exactly what you're doing. Doesn't matter. I've already procured yes, two of them, so I'm good. I'm good. Quarterbacks. 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 I have a good strategy for the reason I take two quarterbacks is because someone's gonna get injured. Someone's gonna be off. Someone's going to play an outstanding defense, and someone's going to play a weak defense. So I'm going for who's going to play with the weak defenses. Last season, the quarterbacks and the defense and one running back got me good Super Bowl. Uh, got, well, pretty much got me to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm glad it's season to season so that it eliminates your winning. No, I'm, I, I keep tell, winning. I can tell you now with that strategy, you're going to lose. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> they had me ranked eighth last year, and I came out as the champion yeah. When it came down to it. That's hey, all I got to know. Last, year? last year's quarterback was uh we had Colin Kaepernick, Aaron Rodgers, and Oh, I had Tony Romo on the bench. But I traded him for uh a kicker. Romo? Yeah, I traded Romo for a kicker. That was terrible. It's a great, great decision That's, for me to do. No, I love it. It terrible. was awesome. It's the most awesome thing ever. This is the OMD and Coach Rob show, man. We got a lot going for you. In right case now. you haven't figured out, we're yeah. doing a live draft I'm right glad, now for you the OMD in the middle Coach of Rob everything. Show. Thanks to everybody for listening. We're doing a live draft right now. Fantasy football. Football season starts in next Thursday, September 4th. They're kicking off the season. So everybody get ready. College football starts this week. So we've got some college football coming for you today. Yeah. Also, we're going to be talking about our fantasy picks, how the draft turned out, because we'll probably be done with the draft by the time the show is over with. Um, Kendrick Johnson will be getting in contact with us today. We're going to be talking a little boxing, a little oh, yeah. MMA, a little Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, we're going to jump in on that. Floyd. He, he said he don't talk about Floyd and can he read or not. Okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, right on. We're going to see. Right on. We're going to see what's going down. <laughs> also, we've got uh, Mike Hanley calling in. He's going to do a... MLB review. We're going to talk about someone who got $72 million and I don't think they've even stepped into the batter's box. Never. Never never hit a Major League Baseball. Never hit a Major League Baseball or faced a Major League pitcher, but we're going to talk about how you can get your kids $72 million guaranteed coming Mm. up here around 8.30 uh, with Mike Hanley. Don't forget the point five. Point five? 72.5. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money right now. (laughs) Also, we're going to talk Texas high school football. Man. That is kicking off this weekend. Yes, sir. I'm so excited. Hey, go to rfsportsradio.com. Lock that in. Lock that in right now. That's where you will catch the DeSoto Cedar Hill game. Um, No, excuse me. The DeSoto Arlington Martin game uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. And also the Cedar Hill Sock game Saturday night. At 7 p.m. on rfsportsradio.com. Coach Rob and I, along with uh, Rodney Fisher, will be bringing you the game, commentating, doing a little color, a little play-by-play, as only we can do. So all you 
check it out, get up there. Oh, is it my pick again? <laughs> um, so now everybody do a little play by play. Uh, what do we got coming up in basketball, coach? Man, tonight, basketball, we're going to get into Kevin Love. He done went to the Cavaliers. Is it a good pick, trade? Is it not a good trade? Can LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie exist? I don't know, man. We we got to go into it, talk about it. I heard he can score points, but he can't defend. I don't know. I don't know. We got to get into that tonight. Where'd you hear that from? Hey, we're going to talk can't about defend? it. Can't defend? I talked about it. I, I heard that from the stats, so I don't know. We're going to get into it, though. And uh, what the hell? Yeah, we got a little. Tell uh, about what the hell. Got a little Michael Sam tonight in what the hell. Okay. We're going to talk about that. And we got a little Josh Shaw up at uh, UCLA. I mean, I'm sorry, USC. And a little what the hell was on your mind and your ankles. You know, I I don't know what's going on, man. What what the hell? Mm, It's rough. (laughs) It's rough. I'll tell you what is rough. This next pick that I have 26 seconds to make. Yeah, I think we're going to take a defense on this one. Oh, Why yeah. is good? What? Yeah, t- please take a defense. Shut up. I'm loving your strategy. It's always like a good strategy. strategy. <laughs> I'm loving Everybody it. always talk about my strategy. Don't worry. The same defense he picked going to take out both his quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you think because I picked a AFC defense and I have NFC quarterbacks. Yeah. Boom. Quarterback heavy league. And Couldn't get Peyton Manning, though. They'll do it in, in the championship. <laughs> hey, Liddell, the closer, he's up. Sorry, Liddell, but I think I – did I take Cam Newton? I think I took Cam Newton. Oh, man. I took, hey, look, he was one of my, my – He told you. That's wrong. He told you. <laughs> do not – look, close. The close. Hey, you got to call in tonight. 214-317-4855. Omi D and the closer had an argument last week on the show. If you didn't listen to closer, professional boxer, look him up on YouTube. He knocks people out. That's what he do. They had an argument, and he told Omi D his he was picking Cam Newton. Don't pick Cam Newton, because Omi D trashed Cam Newton last week. He said Cam Newton Dr. didn't know how to chew gum when it came to playing football. Dr. And he sit up here and go pick him in fantasy. You know what? Sometimes you have to have things that oh, are considered man. trade bait. Okay? That, that, that sound I don't know. About Sometime that. late in the season, you have to make a trade. And sometimes that trade is going to benefit you. I see everybody went and got all the running backs and stuff. Ain't nobody. You know what? You know what? I'm going to roll with Reggie Bush this year. Reginald? Let's roll with Reginald Bush. Reginald? Reginald Bush out of Reggie? Detroit. We're going to get us some money in Detroit. So this fantasy draft is rolling right along. We got DJ Spanky James, man. We got the Bodega Brothers. Travi from the Bodega Brothers joined us. Debbie D. Debbie Dillard from Social Media Voice joined us on this draft, and it is going down right now. I don't think I have oh, another pick. Oh, I just for... made me another pick. I think we got that old quarterback. You took from Russell Seattle. Wilson. Yes, I did. Good pick. I was going to take yes, Russell I Wilson did. too. I, I feel good about that. Yeah, but I don't like his. You receivers. know who else I got? Hmm. I got Marshawn too. Oh, you picked got yeah, good combination. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good about you. This. Feeling you good see about how I'm yourself? dancing? I wish they could see me <laughs> dancing like Do I'm it. doing. Do the pocket knife. <laughs> Do the parking now. Do the parking now. As you can see, tonight is going to be crazy. We got the live draft going. We got all the sports news that we told you about going. Hey, matter of fact, when we come back, we can get into a little Fantasy Island since it's about fantasy tonight. Well, when we come back, it's going to be about 8.15. We're going to have to talk with Kendrick Johnson. Okay. We got to talk about this Floyd Mayweather thing. It's 8.15. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. We could talk a little bit about that. Um, Travis got two. We're already in round five. 
Guardian Round 5. Oh, just to let you know, every week, starting next week, we got to go find the hula skirt. Whoever out of me and Coach Rob doesn't, you know, has the least amount of points has to take a picture in the hula skirt and post it on our website. We're going to get us a Coach Rob and Omi D show or Omi D and Coach Rob show official Facebook page. And only those members of our official Facebook page will be able to see those pictures. Man, I don't know if I want anybody joining now. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, because they're going to see you. So well, no, 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 I'm going uh, <laughs> undefeated all season long and everything. So, look, let's roll to a quick commercial break. We're going to get our homie on the phone, Kendrick Johnson. And you guys, when we come back, we'll talk a little Floyd Mayweather. We'll also let you know how the draft's going on the OMD and Coach Rob Show. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Big Cream. 2014 Urban Underground Awards is dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, and all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Awards is scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cbyradio.com for voting information that starts June the 3rd. More information and sponsorship, call 817 941 Powered by CBOYRadio.com. OBD and Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A U D I B L E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. Hey, that's right. It's the OMD and Coach Rob Show. We are back, man. Thank you for listening. The fantasy draft is going. It's rolling on. I'm picking those champion squads. But right now, we are joined by Kendrick Johnson. He is the boxing and MMA analyst for RFSportsRadio.com and The Source Magazine. What's going on, Kendrick? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Oh, man, we are loving it. Great. Here in Dallas, burning up as usual. I'm out in good old um, Beaumont, Texas, getting ready for a little Texas high school football. Then have football tomorrow, have football on Friday, and then we go to we're back up to Big D, back home to see Florida State, crush Oklahoma State on Saturday. So I got action packed football weekend. Oh man, that, that, that's that sounds like a great weekend, a great start to football season. Uh, we we kind of long in them same same uh, predicaments ourselves. We got some. Big games in the Metroplex we're doing this weekend, so I definitely understand your excitement on the football aspect. 
<laughs> but now I want. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. As far as as far as the fighting man got that big um, UFC 177. I was actually watching the countdown. TJ did a show on Henning Burrell. I'm kind of torn because I like Henning Burrell. He's a great fighter. And TJ Dillashaw is a great dude. And I don't know if y'all saw the last time they fought, he put their hands on him and got that belt. So I'm definitely excited to see this rematch, especially after meeting him. I went to um, UFC 175 and got to go to the fight week. So it was pretty cool to see the actual fighters and get a little relationship with them and see. So I don't even know what I want to pick. I just want to see a good fight like I saw last time. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a good, a good fight. Now, out of those two guys, which one of their styles do you like the best? I like hitting around because it doesn't matter what you do, it just it, it's it's going to work. But at the same time, after just watching this countdown, when he got caught, that game plan out the window, and that in and out that um, TJ Dillashaw has, it works. But the thing what he does, he finishes like um I don't know if guys familiar with Dominic Cruz. He does the same thing, but he doesn't finish. AKA that's why he's boring. TJ Dillashaw not only did he did it work, he got the job done and finished him in the fourth round. So if he can have that finish and actually with the in and outs, that might be the new style to go to because that's what my man Mayweather like to say, getting hit is not cool. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when they're hitting you with they with with them MMA punches. Yes, sir. Now, I, I had a question I was reading up in, uh, about Mayweather with this boxing and him not being able to read but cashing checks. What, what's going on with that? Well, um, some of my sources um, got me some um, some footage. Um, Mayweather does a lot of promotion stuff for all his fights, not just this one, the Canelo one, the one with Robert Guerrero. Mm-hmm. He's used to doing this stuff. He's media savvy. One thing that people don't know is, uh, from uh, being an African-American male, it's always a success story in his own. The man didn't even graduate high school, but yet we know his name and we know how much money he makes. So, as he likes to say, he's doing something right, <laughs> regardless of what 50 Cent's saying. Exactly. And you can see, it's, if you go to my, uh, my story, which is posted on source.com right now, he's clearly reading from a teleprompter, and it's not taking him five minutes, like the whole Breakfast Club stuff. So, he knows how to read somewhere. And this was a year ago, because he's reading a promo for the Alabama A&M game, because it was on the fact. Because I was in Vegas for that fight. It was the same day that he fought Canelo and CBS and Showtime are come joining. So that's why he was doing that. And he's reading one for his latest fight with Madonna. So yeah. he might have struggled with that thing. It was six o'clock in the morning. You know, you read other people's handwriting. Stuff can happen. Yeah. That's what I say. You know, with us being in radio, man, we drop commercials all the time, promos all the time. And, you know, it's different when you're just talking with your people. But now, like you said, you're reading someone else's handwriting. You're in the booth. You're trying to make a drop for someone. You probably got, you know, I'm not going to mention any names of people on that show, but uh, you probably got people that are, you know, teasing you or whatever. You're 6 a.m. So it could have been anything that could have made it difficult for him to stumble through that. But as you said, from uh, on your site on the source.com, I mean, excuse me, on source.com, they can find that article along with the clip that you posted. And I recall seeing that clip during the middle of the Alabama and A&M game last year. And I was like, what is Floyd doing talking about football right now? But yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, reading a teleprompter is not as easy as everybody thinks it is. And also cashing $31 million checks is not as easy as they think it is either. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize is, um, first of all, CBS and Showtime are subsidiaries. So 
they go they go hand in hand. Like um, when you if you if you're fortunate enough to go to one of his fights and be on the red carpet, you see people from Leslie Munoz. He's the guy um, Moros. He's the guy that's the CEO of Showtime. I, I mean CEO of um, CBS. And uh, if you watch the show Big Brother, he's Julie Chen's husband, and they run all that. All those people be there. Those people are not doing business with a guy that can't read. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And they're definitely not going to give him forty and thirty million dollar checks. That don't go together. He know how to read signature. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it matters. He know exactly where to sign that contract to cash them checks. He know where to sign on the back of that check to deposit it. And as far as the fight go, I, and for everybody that thinks they're going to see the same fight, you're crazy. You're going to see a Canelo-type performance from Floyd because I was in L.A. for the media tour. And it's a lot more personal this time, and Floyd is more eager to put on a show. I'm not going to say he's going to do a go for it, knock him out, but he's going to do way more damage than he did because he figured him out the second um, fight. And another thing, too, all those dirty tactics that Madonna did won't fly because Kenny Bayless, who, who, in my opinion, is the best referee in boxing, is going to be the man in the in the uh, ring. So all that, that's throw knees like it's MMA and UFC, that's not going to fly this time. Yeah, I noticed that in the last fight, uh, you know, pay-per-view everybody was sitting down and watched it i think there was 12 rounds of defensive boxing from floyd trying to fight you know off yeah, an yeah. mma fighter because it seemed like he wanted to wrestle with him yeah. the whole 12 rounds what do you think brought that around kendrick do you think he might have got affected early in the fight with some of floyd's power or he was just overmatched by the speed uh, i think that was exactly his strategy because i was there when we fought adrian broner and adrian broner to me, who is a, is a great boxing talent, he's not no Floyd Mayweather. And so the fact that they had beat um, Broner, because if you watch that fight, people talk about because Broner got knocked down, as he should have, because he ran his mouth too much. <laughs> but if you see, after he got knocked down and did get back up, because 95% of humans aren't getting up getting caught in the chain by that man. The guy got power. He made adjustments, and he didn't start winning the fight again until he started brawling again. So then that's the only way they can make it a fight. And I think Floyd was, if he, if, how many times have y'all seen Floyd fight? Have y'all seen him fight most of his fights? Yeah, I've seen oh, most yeah. of his fights. I don't yeah. miss one. I told y'all one, this one question. How many times have you seen Floyd Mayweather lay on the ropes on purpose? If you watch the Canelo fight, he never, he laid on the ropes for exactly 10 seconds the whole fight. Yeah. He was doing that to put on a show. I didn't think he was going to, he thought he was as tough as he was because I had a 3-3. After six, and I'm four, four rows ringside. I had a 3-3. He clearly wanted to back in, but he made those adjustments and started, as he said, skills paid the bills. I think um, Madonna's style and Marvin Garcia, they know that's the only way they can win is to make it dirty. Exactly. Yeah, they, and that's what a lot of because they see Floyd, he's going to take you to distance. He's going to outbox you. So you got to – I think they take those tactics to hurt him and not get disqualified, but enough to get points taken away and hurt him enough to where they can possibly beat him. Yeah, because the, 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 I've been to his last four fights. This will be my fifth fight in a row, and the best I saw him was against Canelo. We saw how frustrated Canelo was and swinging and stuff. That's how you should know right there that this is going to be an easy fight because Madonna's nowhere near the fight, fight with Canelo. Because in my opinion, Canelo is going to be the next big thing as long as he don't fight an uh, African-American male because Slick fighters give him problems. Just put that DVD of him and Lara. He might have won the fight in the cards. He sure did look kind of silly, swinging and flailing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have to say that last fight, It. some people were saying that Floyd lost that fight 
But I think those people were those those people that are always on the side of wanting to see Floyd lose. The Floyd haters. Yeah, that's what I call it. Straight <laughs> it, up. It was three three after six rounds. I had it clear, non biased. It was three three. I had it three rounds to three after six. But you you might can get Madonna one of the last six, but that is that is the equal eight four. <laughs> yeah, at all. And 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 I I think I look at uh, Floyd and I put Floyd and LeBron in the same category with just the haters. I mean, they have so many people that want to see them fail because they're so great. And for them, for especially Floyd, to go out there and to be able to perform every single fight with that consistency, you can't give them a win like that. Like, you, you got to knock Floyd out to get a win. Yeah. And see, Floyd has no equal. See, being a Kobe man, LeBron has an equal because at the end of the day, I'm just going to throw this stat out there. How can you be great when you have a losing record in the NBA Finals as far as the best? I can't <laughs> say great. That, He's that, definitely great. Far yeah. as, how can you be the best? When you have a losing record, right. boy, as we know, Dave, like he says, forty-seven have tried and forty-seven have failed. I mean, forty-six. I'm already counting. I'm already counting two weeks from now. Yeah, you you might as well count it. for Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, like he say, the money when you put the money on Floyd, you are gonna get your return every time. <laughs> every time, exactly because what what people don't understand is you see the all access. You see the press conference. You see the flashy. This guy is obsessed with winning. He, I've got pretty, very close knowledge of sources. The guy will wake up at 3 a.m. And all those people that you see in the gym are all access are all on his payroll. So when he makes that call, it could be 4 a.m. in the morning. They're going to be there, even though he's already worked out twice. Because I thought this to my profession. When the competition's sleeping, that man's working. Yep. And you see the results September 13th and May 4th. When it comes time to shine, he's there. Now, I got another question for you before you get out of here. I got to ask how you feel with Mayweather fighting Pacquiao before he turns his gloves in. Okay, have you seen my article? Have you read it? The one about May- Mayweather and Pacquiao? No, on, on, the, on the source that's on there right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've read it. And did you see the two checks? Yes, definitely saw the two checks. He- he doesn't need to, he doesn't need Manny Pacquiao to make money. That's what it all comes down to. I <laughs> 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 say the money team, not not be Pacquiao team. No, because okay, like I like I said, I asked for it when we were in Los Angeles. A lot of people when I go back to Dallas to get my haircut and stuff, man, your boy is forty three. He can't do this. He doesn't like to get hit. Getting hit is not cool. Ask Pacquiao how cool it is to get hit. Yeah, because he couldn't take some of them punches. Uh, you you watched the Marquez Pacquiao fight. Exactly. That's my check. Boy's never been put to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel and the same. He just you have... other, a big stat that people don't underestimate is too. Boy's fighting people bigger than him. Canelo, Canelo's a big guy. Even though he's only five seven, the dude's one seventy five. That's a twenty five pound weight advantage he had on. He had fifteen pounds when he fought Boy, but naturally he walks around. Boy walks around one fifty. Canelo was on one seventy five. He's fighting bigger guys and still making them look silly. And a big important stat that people don't understand, you look at his record, out of the forty six, forty seven wins he's got, twenty three to twenty four have been world champions. So how he beat these fellow world champions when people say he's not fighting nobody. Don't uh, add up. I, I can't argue with you. I I'm with you. <laughs> hey, I got one more question before we let you out of here. I saw some news. I'm not hurry, man. And uh it was about the upcoming heavyweight bout that was put off because I believe Klitschko 
uh, tore a bicep. Oh, the um, the, the Klitschko fight. I haven't, I haven't really kept up. He, he was on fight a European, which what they've been doing for the last ten years. The fight <laughs> I'm interested in the heavyweight is Deontay Wilder and um, Phoenix Severn. That's going to be a good fight. When's that one? Wilder has the power, but can he really box? But at the end of the day, when one of his right hands hit people, they go to sleep. So. How much does he really have to box? <laughs> yeah, good point. But good the, point. The man's never been tested, so I'm definitely want to see if he really got the goods to be a world champion. He's 32 and 0, and everybody he's fought been knocked out. So, regardless, they 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 were getting the paycheck too. So that's a heavyweight fight. He's the next big thing. If Americans gonna win the belt, it's gonna be Deontay Wilder. But like I said, I can't necessarily say he's gonna be the man because he hasn't really fought nobody. He's been, he was kind of a bunch of tomato cans. That's why he's 32 and 0 and people don't know who he is. <laughs> I like that term, a bunch of tomato cans. That's wrong. Call man. him Hines. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, we... Yeah, one guy, one guy, he's a landscaper, the guy he just fought um, last week, and um, he fought four rounds. I'm good because he got $75,000 that he didn't have before he stepped in that ring. There you go. I might take up a little boxing. I might be a little. I mean, I heard that they have a master's league that I yeah. could get into. <laughs> For the, the gentleman of, 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 uh, distinguished taste. Yeah. We'll say <laughs> that I might be able to get into. Maybe you can do an article about me. Um, but we also, we might have a, a thing or two coming up where we're doing a, a little bit of, uh, um, we're doing a little bit of boxing coming up, but we might want you to do an article on a piece that we're going to do for, um, charity. So, okay. we, uh, appreciate you calling in, man. We are going to roll on. We got to get to some commercial breaks, roll into baseball, man. Appreciate you tuning in and, uh, we're going to get back to you because we want you to come in and call in and talk some more sports with us. And when you come to town, let us know. Maybe we can get you on if you're, uh, here while we're going live. Sure Alright, but, uh, we will get back in touch with you. Appreciate you, Kendrick. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got the one and only Michael Hanley on the line. We're going to talk a little MLB. We'll be right back. And I'm killing them in fantasy right now. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. You know, nigga, you say you will. The boy, be clean. 2014 Urban Underground Awards are dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation. Hard working, unsigned, underrated, talented, all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Awards is scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information that starts June the 3rd. More information and sponsorship, call 817-941-0246. Power by CBOYRadio.com. Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. 
And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. Hey, we are back. It's the OMD and Coach Rob show. How come I always have to bring in the show when I'm trying to make picks? Distraction, man. man. I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well on my draft. Everybody's trying to. Oh, treat you, you, up. you sure you're doing well? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm do rolling. we need to talk about your last draft? Look, hold on. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no. I took. I took. Look, like I'll tell you. I always take quarterbacks. I'm quarterback. Look, laugh if you want. Ha ha. Because tomorrow there's going to be a, a email that comes to everybody's email with where they are going to rank everyone in the season and where they think everyone's going to finish no matter where i'm ranked remember at the end of this i will be at the top coach rob will be wearing a skirt for the whole season and we will have no problem with this laugh at my picks if you want ha ha y'all are all gonna get beat by a girl <laughs> I, I guess i'm a girl because i'm about to kill this thing anyway we are back it's mlb talk and we have on the line the one and only rfsportsradio.com's greatest mlb analyst michael Hanley. Yes, Big Mike it is. <laughs> Did you like that intro, Mike? Oh, I loved it. And <laughs> Mike, are you, before before we jump into baseball, are you playing fantasy football this year with anybody? Any leagues? No, I'm still looking for a, I'm still looking for a league actually. Oh, oh man, I wish we'd have known that we'd have put you you could have jumped in our league. You could have lost in our league. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, I probably would have uh, won. But that's, that's <laughs> there you go. Tell him, Mike. You don't know nothing about nothing. You don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, you probably would have kicked his butt, too. I'm over here making all the great draft picks. Deb seems to be, like, having a panic attack over here. Having a technical I don't know. She's like, I can't draft. Ah, who's going to be my kicker? I'm trying to figure out if I want to draft someone from Kansas City or not. But let's roll into baseball. $72.5 million man. Yes, must be Castillo, the Red Sox. So, I'm trying, uh, this Coach Rob, how do you get this kind of money and you haven't swung a bat? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's eye-popping the amount of money they are investing in. But I think it's due to, first, the uh, predecessors of uh, players that are coming out of Cuba that have played effect on that Um you see Yasuo Puig, you see Jose Abreu, you see Johannes Cespedes. They all got big term, big uh, big money contracts, and they've come over to the Major League Baseball. And they've hit the tar off uh, baseball, and they've really helped their clubs in a huge way right off the bat. So I think that played a factor into the Red Sox wanting to grab this guy, hoping he could have a similar effect to their club in the uh, future years. Now, let me ask you what you, what you think about it, because I, I did read your article, and I saw that. How how do you how do you feel about the Red Sox giving someone you know that that much money on hope? What about and let me let me let me take that back. Baseball teams or uh, clubs uh, 
like the Rangers, what they did with you, Darvish. I mean, giving these players this type of money without right. them being seen on the U.S. fields. Yeah, I think it's it's a very risky proposition. I think if you know if I was GM, I'd probably not um, not uh, make one of those uh, moves because you just don't know with guys. I mean, you've seen even with uh, just take for example the Japanese pitchers over the years. You've seen a lot of big money go to them, and a lot of them have not really turned out to be you know pieces for their staff. They pretty much turned out to be mediocre pitchers at best that are then hamstrung the team with a large contract that they can't get rid of. So I think it's, it's a risky proposition, and it's money that could very well go to many other positions that a team that could fill. I mean, you know, you look at the uh, Red Sox that can spend that, you know, seventy-two and a half million dollars a lot more, you know, wisely and get, you know, quality, proven guys to their club instead of an unknown prospect who's going to take years to develop. Exactly, and it it, it bothers me because I look at players like Mike Trout and certain one, you know, that put in the work to get that right. check, you know, and, and and had to go through those pains of producing on an extremely high level and getting paid an extremely low level according to baseball standards. And wa- watching how they do these guys, these unproven guys versus the ones that are out there proven, I, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way sometimes. I understand why it does uh, me too in that way because you, you basically – reward guys to do do work, but they do it in other countries that they're not seeing and they're not facing the stiff competition that guys like Mike Trout go through in the minor league system, facing, you know, top prospect after top prospect in pitching, and basically rewarding other guys from other countries just all this money for doing no work in, you know, in minor league system or in the major league yet. So it's just, it's very backwards how this is going. And it looks like it's a trend that, unfortunately, it's just growing. Definitely. Speaking of big money and big money contracts, the old Yankees, they look like they're in trouble. You you think they're going to make them playoffs or not? Uh, I'm, I'm still not sold on the Yankees. I just think they just have too much age on them. Their, their pitching is okay. They've made some improvements from McCarthy and uh, some other additions, you know, with um, Prado and uh, some other guys. But I just I just can't see them making a really getting really hot at the right time and leaping over some other quality teams like the uh, Tigers and Seattle and you know Kansas City. I mean, I just don't see them making it. I don't think they have enough this year. Yeah, and I, I kind of was thinking the same thing. At least being a Rangers fan, I'm hoping so. <laughs> so it, it may be a little more hope than reality. Uh, who? who with, with coming up on the playoffs and the playoff race, who right now who who do you see you know as the top top three four teams in in MLB right now? Oh, I'd say go number one uh, team for me would be Washington. I mean they've really gotten. I mean they went on that hot stretch when they won ten in a row. Mm-hmm. They've really taken control of the National League East now after the division was really not being no not really being controlled. And they have their pitching, their rotations really going now. It's Gonzalez and Zimmerman and Strasburg. I mean, their pitching rotations really gotten it into order. And it's really propelled them to this hot stretch. And take a look at their lineup. I mean, their lineup is now finally coming together and hitting. You've got Harper. You have, um, um, you have some other guys who have really been uh, hitting well. And they've really, I mean, it's, it's a team that's really been 
um, had high expectations right. that are finally starting to uh, come together and uh, play up to them. Exactly. Uh, my second, yeah, my second team would be in the, my top three would be uh, the Angels. I know they're, they've been kind of a little up and down, and they lost their beast pitcher, Gary Richards, which is a big, huge loss for them that they still have to fill. But, I mean, you take a look at their lineup, I mean, you, you're facing them in the postseason. You have to go through Pujols, Trout, Ibar, Hamilton. I mean, that is a scary lineup to go through. Even if you're the best pitcher in, in baseball, like a Kershaw or, um, or some other guys. I mean, it's a tough lineup for anyone to go through. And I think their pitching staff, even though they lost Richards, they have enough to get through the regular season. I think they're going to actually beat out Oakland for the division. I think they'll win the AL West. Hmm. So I think they're... Yeah, I think so. I mean, because Oakland, and they've been a little suspect Oakland since they made that trade for Lester. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I've noticed that too. They kind of dropped off. I don't know if it was that the Angels got hot or if the A's dropped off, but I was looking yeah. at that too. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for Oakland to take one of those wild card spots, but Oakland is a team to yeah, me that's really dangerous as a wild card team. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you have a pitching rotation head up by Lester, I mean, I think, and they're pitching with Sonny Gray and Scott Casper behind them, I and mean, they're pitching with the top three in the pitching rotation could take on anyone. And I think in their lineup, even though they've struggled a little bit, they could probably still have enough offense, enough enough offense altogether to um, get through a, a wild card uh, division, uh, wild card playoff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then probably uh, make a deep postseason run. I mean, that's, Still possible for them. Just if they can get a little more hitting, I think they'd be a little more solid and ready to go. Now that's what surprised me about the A's at this part of the season. It seems like their offense has slumped. And the beginning of the season, they were really hot. What do you contribute, or what do you think, in your opinion, that you can contribute to the factor of them slumping right now? Well, I think uh, I actually contribute to actual trade. I mean, when they traded away Cespedes, that I think that. That was a red flag for me uh, in a little bit because, I mean, Cespedes was the centerpiece of that offense, mm-hmm. that lineup. I mean, now he's the fierce hitter in their lineup that us opposing pitchers had to really pitch carefully to because if you threw a mistake to him, it's out of the ballpark. Yep. You're right and about it, that. He was just such, and he was just such a big dynamic player for them, not only with the bat, but also in the outfield. I mean, the amount of outfield assists he piled up in the first half of them were amazing. I mean, some of those plays – Nailing those guys at third base, playing. I mean, he, his defense made. I mean, a tremendous difference for that Oakland team. I just think they haven't been. They haven't learned how to go on without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tried with three guys to replace him, and they really have not hit all that well together. So I think they're still trying to figure out how to really construct their offense without Cespedes and how to make it work in a way that really helps them and gets back on track. Yeah, I kind of think that was a. I'm going to say it's a bad trade move, especially to do at that point in the season to lose, as you said, offense as well as defense. Someone that's going to make you think twice when you round second, maybe I could take third, maybe I could go home, but that arm's not there anymore. So I think you're going to have a lot of those third base coaches who are going to tell them, hey, tempt it, because you don't have that same cannon that's out in Oakland right now. But I'm just going to go ahead and stick my, my neck out right now and say, that's a big enough loss for Oakland that even if they do get into the wild card playoff, that they probably will drop that game. So speaking of wild card playoffs, we got two divisions, American League and National League. And right now as it stands in the ALS, we'll do ALS first, then we'll do NLS. Who do you have out of Oakland, D 
Detroit and Seattle. And I'm going to put New York in there because they're three games back. Who do you think is going to take that wild card pick? I, I like Seattle. I really do. I think the Seattle Mariners are going to take that because, first, the rotation. I mean, Felix Hernandez has been tremendous as all season, but some other guys behind him, I mean, like Chris, I mean, like Young. I mean, he's really, uh, really come on for them. He's won at least won 12 games. I mean, the rotation has really come into shape and has now joined the bullpen as being very dangerous and very tough to uh, hit against. And then their offense is, I mean, Cano's doing his thing and he's hitting, you know, around 300 and he's been tremendous all year for them but they're also starting to get some hits from other guys mm-hmm. in the lineup and it's all really they've really come together at the right time Seattle it seems like they're just really on a roll they're exuding that confidence each and every series I just think they have enough pitching from the bullpen perspective and from their starting rotation and then they get enough hitting I think they can make it in and if they do get in I think they could be very dangerous Okay. Now, in the NLS, we've got St. Louis, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and my honorable mention is Atlanta going into that race. Who do you have taken in the uh, NLS? Uh, boy, it's been, kind of, uh, it's been tough for the National League, but I'll probably take Pittsburgh. Okay. I think they, just, they have enough uh, hitting with the McCutcheon and their entire lineup's been pretty potent at times this season. I think I could see them getting on a hot stretch and getting into postseason and making some noise. And then they're, they're getting enough from the starting rotation that it gets them by. And then they're in a division where it's basically wide open. I mean, you were seeing Milwaukee kind of slip from where they were early this year. It looks like their posture has pretty much took away that central division, but they've slipped recently, and that's what the door open for Pittsburgh and St. Louis and some of those other teams to go in. Atlanta, I don't trust because I think they're too much of a uh, all or nothing offense. I mean, it's either they hit you know a couple home runs in each game, they win you know ten to three or something like that, and if they don't get any home runs, they're you know they're losing two to one, three nothing. I mean, they're just hit or miss with the offense, and it's I don't think they have enough. So I probably will go with um, Pittsburgh and the NL. All right, I like that pick. I've been wanting Pittsburgh to make some noise in the National League the last couple of seasons. I think they've been putting together a really good ball club out there. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, I'm glad he's coming back after those ribs and he's looking really good. So, um, we're going to keep, I'm going to write those down and mark them down right now for those picks. We got about how many games left in the season, Mike? Uh, oh, probably another month's worth, maybe 30, 40 games. 30, 40 games. So, this quick note if the Rangers win their next 20 games and everybody else loses in the division, we still can make the wild card and take the World Series. But, we all know that probably won't happen because everybody's dropping like flies out here in Texas. So, you know, we want to thank you, Mike, for calling in and uh, talking baseball with us. And as always, you are more than welcome to call and talk baseball with us at any time. Just shoot us an email like you always do. Hey, give everybody your Twitter, your Facebook, and where they can reach you at. All right, well, I, uh, you can reach me at on Twitter because I'm all on, on there all the time. I'll have a... Magic 20,099. I know it's a weird name, but that's the one I have. There you go. go. Magic 20,099. Check him out, man. We are going to follow you on Twitter, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, man, we're getting right into that Texas high school football. Rodney Fisher from RF Sports Radio will be calling in and talking about the Texas Top 25. So thanks, Mike. We'll catch you later, and we'll be right back on the OBD and Coach Rob Show. Horoscopes often lie and sometimes lie. Nothing is for show, nothing is for certain. Nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain. 
Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Big Clean. 2014 Urban Underground Awards is dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Award is scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information. That starts June the 3rd. For more information and sponsorship, call 817-941-0246. Powered by CBOYRadio.com. The OMD and Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com. A leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from Green Eggs and Ham to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. Hey, we are back. It's the OMD and Coach Rob show. We just finished up baseball and the fantasy draft has been wrapped up. That was a... 47 minute draft. Yes. So anybody out there that does not play fantasy is like, hey, take over the whole time. It's 47 minutes. We rolled through that. Man, and it was a quick 47 minutes. It was a quick 47 minutes. It rolled. It was kind of tough conducting a show live and drafting at the same time. Yeah. I don't think we'll do this ever again. I want to. I, I enjoyed it. I made a bad pick, but you know what? I never, <laughs> I made one pick. I made one pick and I will say, there was a pick I made. I did not do my research, and I will, I will make up for that. But don't worry, it's all good. But let's roll on into Texas high school football here on the OMD and Coach Rob Show, man. Big yeah. shout outs to everybody just checking us out uh, on RFSportsRadio.com. We appreciate you listening, everybody out in East Texas, South Texas, West Texas, North Texas, all over the globe. What about the middle? Wherever of Texas? you call people in the middle of Texas. People all over World Wide Web, thank you for checking us out. It's the OMD and Coach Rob Show. We are back. Right now, on the line, we have the one and only Rodney Fisher. Yes. What's up, fellas? There he is, in the building. What's going on, Rod? Oh, man, just, you know, on uh, Baby Wife 2014. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just kind of waiting on everything to happen, getting ready for some uh, good Texas high school football to kick off live. On rfsportsradio.com starting this Friday. There you go. Now let's before we get into twenty five. Let's talk about those matchups or the matchup that's going to start Friday that everyone's going to be able to hear on rfsportsradio.com. Tell us about that matchup. Well, we've got two of the biggest games in the state uh, broadcasting both of those here this weekend. We've got DeSoto High School with DeSoto Eagles coming off of two back to back one loss one loss seasons. 
uh, taking on Arlington Martin, another team that's ranked uh, in Texas. That'll be a big game. That's Friday night at 7:30, and then on Saturday we've got the Cedar Hill Longhorns, the, retur- the returning champions from Texas 5A Division Two. Uh, they're going to be taking on South Oak Cliff, and that's a big, big game here at the Metroplex because there are a lot of kids that know each other on both of those teams, coaches that know each other on both of those teams, and uh, that's going to be a huge matchup. That's Saturday night at 7.30. And don't worry about it. Wherever you listen to us live in the country right now, you don't need a ticket. All you need to do is log on to go to rfsportsradio.com. You can hear myself along with Omid and Coach Rob, and we'll bring you guys play-by-play and probably a lot of extra stuff, too. Yeah, I, I like extras. They call it in Louisiana, <laughs> Lanyap. We're going to bring you some of that Lanyap. It's going to be great. So everybody put that in. Lock it into your browsers, rfsportsradio.com. If you're loving this show right now, I guarantee you will love every broadcast that we bring you. So let's roll right into it. Let's talk about these top 25 the latest rankings because i believe today all of the high schools put out their final um rosters right okay so yeah go ahead my bad well the final rosters are out and i went ahead and put out our first uh top 25 state rankings and when we put out our rankings we do it usually every monday but since it is preseason we went ahead and put those out today before we get started with the action this weekend, and uh, when I do my top 25, I don't really look at, you know, who's in 5A, who's in 4A, and even now who's in 6A. I try to look at the best teams based on uh, what they're bringing back from last year, who's returning, who's not going to be there, and also how well they're coached and their strength of schedule as well, which, as you know, with any league, any sport, strength of schedule really means nothing to you start playing the schedule. But in Texas high school football, you know the powerhouse teams. And now with this whole new 6A division, we'll finally get a chance to find out who is the best team in Texas. Not two different state 5A champions. We're only going to have one in this super uh, 6A uh, 6A conference. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm I'm truly excited about this new 6A uh, Super D Duper Conference. Super 6A Conference. I love the name. It's a Super 6A Conference. And if you don't know, it's these schools are the largest populated schools around the state of Texas. And normally with, uh, depending on how you've done your civic planning, those largely populated schools normally turn out the best football programs here. So let's talk about the, uh, the top 25. Do we want to go from the bottom or do we want to go from the top? You tell me, guys, whatever I want to do. Let's—I say start at the top. We always start with the top first. All right, let's start with who's ranked number one in the state of Texas. Let's go. Well, number one we have ranked is Allen, the Eagles of Allen, who uh, are trying to three-peat this year. Okay. And if they can three-peat, that'll be one of the—they have to go down the history of one of the top teams ever to play in the state of Texas, all led by their quarterback, Kyler Murray, who's going to be returning for his senior season. He's already committed to go to Texas A&M next year. Uh, so a lot of people be listening to him and watching him. And this team right here, no matter how how much you have these guys down, they seem to come back. Uh, if you guys don't remember, they played the Soto in the championship game last year, a game that you could have heard live on rfsportsradio.com or even go back and listen to. And the Soto had them beat with about nine minutes left to go, and they came back and won the game. 
And I was a believer since then. I think this team is still strong. They're bringing back a lot of starters. Uh, they have a 27-game win streak going on right now. So they're the champs, and you're going to have to beat them to knock them off. Ooh, that's ridiculous. 27-game win streak. That is that is something to be tangled with. But then who's the number two team in the state of Texas? The number two team, I have to put the Cedar Hill Longhorns number two. Yeah. Uh, again, you can hear those guys on our radio station on Saturday. The reason why I have the number two, they are a state champion. They did win the 5A2 state title last year. Um, and this is actually, uh, they're actually bringing back their quarterback as well. Um, and, and their quarterback is, is, if you haven't seen him play, this guy is really, 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 really good. He's coming back along with a lot of starters on the offense as well, including that best receiver from last year, DeMarcus Lodge. So I think they're going to be a really another powerhouse team. Now they have to play DeSoto this year, so that matchup is going to be critical for both teams. They haven't beat DeSoto in a matter of years, although they have won the state title. But this year they have to beat them or have to see them in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting this year. Man, I would love to see that playoff matchup between DeSoto and Cedar Hill. Everybody would. Now we're going to have a chance to see it now. Exactly. So I'm, I'm excited about that, that, that happening. So on that note, the number three team in the state of Texas. Number three, I've got the DeSoto Eagles. And I know a lot of people are probably saying, oh, he's just making a homer call here. But <laughs> if you look at this team, arguably they were the best team the last two years in the state of Texas. They only lost one game, that being the championship game. They beat all these other teams, teams in the Metroplex. They beat South Lake Carroll. Uh, with Kenny Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Kyler Murray very tough last year and was, were up uh, by double digits going in the nine minutes left in the game. They're bringing back a lot of starters on that team, although they have a brand-new quarterback. That's the biggest question mark. But if you know how they coach with Coach Mathis, you know they're going to come in strong. They're going to be very well prepared. They'll be ready to play. They have a tough schedule this year. They play Arlington Martin first, who is ranked in our top 25. They also play Cibolo Steele, who's ranked in the top 25. And in their playoffs, the teams they've beaten in the playoffs, I mean, it's a who's who's list of teams uh, outside of Allen. They beat everybody else. So, to me, they got to be the number three uh, ranked team in the state of Texas. Looking good for those DeSoto Eagles. Big shout-outs to those DeSoto Eagles. Alumni in the high. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. State championship <laughs> right there. I'm, just, I'm a little biased towards my home team, but I love my team. So, Number four in the state, who else is trying to vie for that state championship? Number four, I've got the team uh, out of the, down in South Texas. I've got Katie. Um, I've got Katie as number four. Now, they lost to the Hill in the title game last year, but before they lost, they had a 31-game win streak. Okay? And they'll be looking to get their streak back going. So I've got... I've got Katie at number uh, number four. Okay. Katie's been a powerhouse for a long time. So long yeah, time. They, yeah, they they just they keep those football players rolling out of Katie. And they've got a running back that you guys have got to see. His name is Rodney Anderson. He's already committed to Oklahoma. Uh hmm. but if you see this guy running, he's gotta be one of the top running backs, not not only in the state of Texas, but in the nation. Ooh. One thing about Oklahoma, if there's a good running back in Texas, they gonna they're going to try to get him. That's for sure. <laughs> no, they going to get him. They going to get him. Ass AP. Yeah. Hey, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later with Charlie Strong being at the UT program. I think that might change a lot of drafting, excuse me, a lot of picks and a lot of college choices for some of these Texas football players. But uh, let's roll number five. What do we got, Rod? 
Number five, I've got Lake Travis out of the Austin area. You know, this team is always in contention to win. Uh, anytime you look at the rankings at the end of the season, Lake Travis is always there. They've come up, uh, very, they've come up short in the playoffs, but they're still be a team in contention that we're looking to really try to do some damage this year. So I've got them number five. Okay. Lake Travis making noise out of the Austin area. So we're at number five. We've got a team from Houston, three in the top from the Dallas area, one from Austin, number five. What do we got number six? Number six, I've got the Dragons of South Lake Curl at number six. Uh-huh. Uh, their quarterback, Ryan Agnew, he's a junior. He threw for over 3,100 yards and rushed for 1,200 yards last year. Uh, and that's, yeah. and he combined for 52 touchdowns. That's pretty impressive for uh, a kid, a kid coming back as a junior last year, coming back for a senior this year. Now, the thing about South Lake is that schedule is not easy. At all, they open up this weekend against Westlake, oh, wow. the Austin team, and they go up against their old coach Todd Dodge. So they've got some really, really tough games this year. If I had to put them in number six, okay, yeah, that's gonna be a big game going going against. I mean, Westlake Dodge arguably put South Lake Curl on the map. So him and right. his son. So uh, that that should be a very emotional game. Yeah, Todd Dodge led them to four state titles. Yeah, yeah. And this will be the this will be Todd Dodge's first year at Westlake, and he gets Southlake Carroll for the first game. I mean, that's a huge game. It is big shout out. Yeah. Is it going to be at Southlake or is it going to be in Austin? I think that game was actually going to be in Austin. Okay, good for sure. I'll everybody keep Austin. up on that score. We might, yeah, we might have to keep a track of that one and see what's going on. Talk about that next week. Number seven. State of Texas, right, rounding number, number seven, I've got Trinity, the Euless team. Okay. Uh, they're always going to be a good team. They were 11-3 last year. I did see the total whoop upon them in the uh, Long Star Classic. They didn't do that well in the playoffs, so they went pretty far. But I've got them at uh, I've got them at number seven because you just never know. They can catch lightning in the bottle. They play hard. They play tough. So any any team that can do what they do in that same division, as Allen's got to be a tough team. Oh yeah, and that, that pre-game game ritual puts them at number seven by itself. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great school, and I think at number seven, that's a good place to put them because you can't ever just count them out. Yeah, Trinity, the, the running game and the defense alone just—they always put up yeah. big offensive linemen too. Yeah. Now for number eight, I've got. They were the 4A two state champions last year. They were 16 and 0, undefeated season, and the first team to score more than a thousand points in a season in 2013. So I got these guys at number eight. Ooh, they. So I know they expected to put up some sick numbers this season. 1100 points at least. 1100 points. I think. Yeah, at least. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Everybody in Alito's district. Who do you have at number nine, Rod? Number nine, I've got uh, Steel and uh, San Antonio Cibolo Steel, a uh, team that we will get a chance to call as they play DeSoto. They're going to be a tough team this year as well, too. They've got a dual-threat quarterback by the name of Williams um, who, um, who who is looking for Cibolo to have their seventh consecutive double-digit winning season, uh, and, and they're going to be a tough team, a real tough team. Mm. Looking forward to calling that game. That's going to be down in Waco at the new stadium. So check that out on rfsportsradio.com. Make sure you set your computer 
phone, email device, whatever you have, email in your car, whatever. Brain Set clock. it all. RFSportsRadio.com. Number 10, Rod. Uh, number 10, I've got the Capel team at number 10. Now, they were 9-2 and two last year, but their two losses were only against Allen and DeSoto. Okay. So oh, if, wow. if you think about it, they really lost to two of the top teams last year, the top teams. So I've got them ranked at number 10. Okay, okay. Now, honorable mentions, people that you didn't put in your top 10 that are still pretty good quality teams that are ranked in those last 15. In the last 15, I've got Pearland at 11. I got Cy Fair, which is in Cyprus at 12. I got Manville at 13. North Shore, uh, which is a Houston team there at 14. And by the way, we will be calling a North Shore game uh, this season as well. They take on Beaumont Ozen on September 13th, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, we've also got Arlington Martin, which will be our first game this Friday. I got them ranked at number 15. I've got 16. I've got Westfield in Houston, 17, then Geyer, 18, Dallas Skyline, 19, the Woodlands, 20th, Smithson Valley, which is in Spring Spring Branch, uh, 21, I've got Longview, 22, Highland Park, Dallas, 23, Lamar, Houston, and then 24, San Antonio, Brennan, which is a tough team, and then 25, my last team on the list, I got South Oak Cliff, which we have two of their games this year. Golden Bears. Man. Bringing up the bottom of the list, Golden Bears. You know what? On that list, I heard the Highland Park Scots. I think you said they were 22? 22, right. I'm expecting them to move up in the state rankings after the first three games. That's just my expectations for Highland Park. They normally put together a really good program out there. And I did catch a lot of their team last year in the uh, championship game, but they lost their defensive coordinator to the DeSoto Eagles. So we might yeah, see some things right. different with the defense in Highland Park, but I'm definitely expecting good things from their offense, and I'm expecting good things from the defense. So let's hope that defensive coordinator can do some really good work for us here at DeSoto. Yeah, you mentioned Highland Park. That quarterback, he's a senior, highly recruited guy. Uh, his name is Brooks Berkman, mm-hmm. and he passed for 3,500 yards last year, rushed for 700. So he's going to be a threat for Highland Park. They could definitely move up. They're in a very winnable um, district as well. And they face uh, Frisco for their first game, which will be Saturday night. That's at SMU. That's going to be a big game, too. Yeah, we're really excited about that, man. We are super excited about the football season coming up. Texas High School football kicks off this Friday here. RFSportsRadio.com, 730 on the call with the DeSoto Arlington Martin game starting it off the road to state as the DeSoto Eagles would say so let's check it out we got Rodney Fisher on the call we've got coach Rob we've got OMD on the call make sure you tune in rfsportsradio.com did I get all that right Rodney you got all that right I want to remind you guys that, that, that everyone listening that that game the DeSoto and Arlington Martin game it will be uh, televised on ESPN so what we're asking everybody to do Tune in to ESPN, watch the game, turn off the sound, and listen to us call the game because I promise you we will be way more entertaining than anything you're going to hear on ESPN that night. I uh, second that promise. Go Eagles. Dynamite! (laughs) I'm telling you, we are coming at you with dynamite. You have never heard commentary like this before, but I guarantee if you tune in once, you'll tell your pastor to check it out. 
it's that good. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, we're going to take a commercial break. Rodney, we appreciate you calling in, bud, talking high school football sports with us, man. We are excited. We are looking forward to be out there uh, Friday night with the DeSoto Eagles versus Arlington Martin on rfsportsradio.com in Midlothian. And we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll come back. We've got basketball. No love in Cleveland. We'll be right back. OBD and Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Big Click. 2014 Urban Underground Awards is dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, and all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Award is scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information that starts June the 3rd. For information and sponsorship, call 817 941 Welcome back to the Coach Rob and Omi D Show. The Omi D and Coach Rob Show. I am the fantasy draft king himself, Coach Rob, uh, as we will see at the end of the season. Tonight, we're going to get into little NBA basketball. Nuba and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. They have acquired one Kevin Love. One Kevin Love. Speaking of numbers and the number one, he will actually be wearing the number zero. Kevin Love sporting zero in Cleveland. Yes, he will okay. be sporting okay. zero. Okay. He's going to zero. LeBron's going to 23, and it's about to get crazy in Cleveland. You know what? I've been waiting for this trade to actually take place, I guess you could say, actually come to fruition. And it took a whole month for it to even after the talks were pretty much done, I think, yeah. for them to actually get everything finalized yeah, with, to make the announcement with the rules and deadlines and things of the nba you can only do things at certain times so they had to kind of keep it hush hush but not hush hush and uh yeah we've been knowing he's going but it's official now he's he's a cavalier 
I'm excited. You've got Kyrie Irving. Yes. You've got Kevin Love. Yes. LeBron James. Yes. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. You've got those three guys <laughs> right there. Doesn't doesn't really matter. What does Charles Barkley say? Hey, all the greats have short memories. Those Man. are the only three guys that you remember, and I'm the best Chicago Bull ever. Well, you know what? It, it will probably be like that, kind of like the Heat when it was the big three and the rest. Yeah, it was like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and Birdman. Pat, <laughs> what's, the, what's the coach name? Pat Riley. Pat Riley was there. Yeah. I can't even have, say Spolster. Nobody worried about Pat it. Riley. Pat Riley, coach of the Heat? No, yeah. it's Spolster. Who is he? Nobody cares. Yeah. But look, who's the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers? Dan Gilbert. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> LeBron James. Yeah, that would say Dan Gilbert. Look, if you want to get in on the conversation tonight, I'm sorry, I haven't even given out the number. 214-317-4855. Man, yeah. I've been so wrapped up in fantasy football, man, it's all off my shoulders. But back to basketball. Kevin Love is now officially a Cleveland Cavalier. Yep. LeBron James has lined himself again with a powerhouse. Three people. Three yeah. all-stars. Kevin Love and LeBron James and Kyrie Irving are all all-stars. Yeah. Kevin Love and LeBron James are both Olympic gold medal winners. Yeah. They played on the last Olympic team, which was pretty close to a dream team. And, and you know what? They kind of talked about this happening then. I'm not going to say they they talked about meeting. Well, they actually, in a way, talked about meeting in Cleveland, but playing with each other. LeBron is always – admire Kevin Love's game. Yeah. Kevin Love said he let him know, you know, at the uh, Olympics, like, man, I, you know, I, I like your game. So LeBron's yeah. been wanting to team up with him, and it just so happened they got to throw in a little Kyrie Irving in that little soup they got brewing up there in Cleveland. Yeah, they do have some soup brewing up in and Cleveland. And it ain't chicken noodle. No, and Kevin Love <laughs> stands at six foot ten inches, has a three-point shot, yeah, of rebound game. Deadly three. It, it is not. No, it's not. It's not yeah, like one of those Ron Artest. Yeah, it's yeah. a six. It's a six foot ten guy that you do not want to leave Dirk Nowitzki style. Yeah. open for a jump shot, and also Kevin Love can handle the pill. Oh yeah, another six ten. So you got and LeBron at what six nine, six eight, six eight. Kevin Love at six ten. Verajao. Seven feet. Seven feet. So you've got a, on the average about what six foot ten. Down on those three yeah. positions down there. You got to deal with it. There you go. Two people right now. Kevin Love is a mover on the court. This is what I love about it. He moves down court. As for a big man, he's not slow. He's not always going to run the trail spot. Right. As some people would know on a three-on-two um, three drill. But that's the key he can with his shot. Yep. That's the thing. He can get out in front of you and lay it up or a trail and hit you with the three. It's like you got to pick your pause. You not, gotta, he, he does lead the league in uh, touchdown passes. There you go. He leads the league in touchdown passes. That means he's down there, yeah, and he's catching them, grabbing them boards, and he's putting them down. And that's right. another big thing because that's what LeBron lacked with help in Miami with rebounding. Kevin Love is a double double average in points and rebounds every night, consistently. Look, he consistently gets double digit rebounds along with LeBron, who one of the top rebounding small forwards in the league. Along with Verajal, who's a he's a shot blocker and a rebounder. There I mean, that's what he do. Kind of seemed like a little better than a Miami team to me. No, I mean, if you look at it, and I've said this before, even when you and I have sat up and played, was that NBA 2K 14, yeah. 13, you will beat me. And you always beat me. And it's fourth quarter rebounding 
that beats me. Whether yeah. it's offensive rebounding or defensive rebounding, you have to keep the ball at some point. And I think, like you said, down in Miami, who was the big rebounder? Birdman LeBron. and LeBron. <laughs> and so at a certain point, I think that's what you saw in the San Antonio series. There was nobody really to rebound, and they got out-rebounded, yeah. which in turn got them beat and, on transitions. And out-hustled. I mean, you got Kevin Love in his mid-20s, LeBron 20s, Kyrie 20s, the rest of the team like 12 and 13 years old. I mean, they're <laughs> they're young. Yeah. They're young. They're yeah. ready to run. Now, the the big question I have with this team and Kevin Love is defense. Okay, so you don't like Kevin Love's defense? Well, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I don't know if it was due to scheme or team, but he hasn't showed exemplary defense. He's been, you know, an exceptional offensive player as well as Kyrie Irving. I, I can see flashes of good defense, but they're they're so offensively skilled at what they do. I, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of defense out those guys. So do you think that's going to affect those guys in this next season? Okay, let's just before we go there. Are they going to make the playoffs? Definitely. Okay. Do you think defense is going to be the thing that keeps them from getting to a championship this year? If it's anything that does, yes. Okay. Because defense wins championships. Okay. Offense wins games. Off of pure offense, they'll make it to the playoffs. Defense, I have to see that 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 hunger on defense. Once I see how that defense is the last – month of the lead of a regular season going into the playoffs that'll give me a better picture but you know you gotta let these guys gel and see see what they can do i mean i was looking up a couple stats on kevin love his opponent shot 57.4 percent at the rim for Damn. the season that's a lot that's a that's a whole lot. It's a lot, and you're down there at six ten. Yeah, you got to so, do some shot blocking. I'm one, you know, but then that's why I say is it the scheme or the team? Because he was their team offensively, and you know, coaches tend to say, "Hey, let's stay out of foul trouble." You know, contest the shot, but we need you on the floor offensively. Did he not play defense up to his par to his level? Or yeah, it's a lot of questions to be asked. I mean, you have the. Look at it something like this. You have a big name like Kevin Love is now in a city like uh, Cleveland. I was going to call it a city like LeBron. It's probably it is is. LeBron City. It is. In a city like Cleveland, playing with LeBron, that's going to take some pressure off of him. Like you said, you're not asked to take a big defensive charge, I mean a defensive foul, or take a charge or something because there's other people there that can take the pressure off of you of having to put up those points and play those defenses. So I'm going to say in Minnesota it was the total team because, you know, to me in Minnesota, they were building a team. They were trying to build around Kevin Love. They had brought in Ricky Rubio. Yeah. And you can see that with the way that the Minnesota Timberwolves owner acted. And, <laughs> and you see that Kevin Love retorted with, he might need to pay attention to the players that he has on his team right now exactly. and stop worrying about what he did. You know, and really, truly, uh, Mr. Minnesota, Kevin Love is only a free agent right now. So at the end of this season, he's going to have to either sign a deal with Cleveland with some type of, you know, I guess, years behind it, or he's going to go somewhere else. So you might be able to pick him up again in Minnesota after this season. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. Yeah. Think he think he's gonna like kicking it with LeBron and, and Cleveland Rocks, Manziel, Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> so so where do you have the Cavaliers ranked this year with this new acquisition? 
to be honest, out of the East, I have to rank them number number one out of the East because they have the top single player in the NBA right now that made it to the finals the last three years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. He gets better every season. So with him getting better, him knowing how to lead, him coming home, the fans that they have in Cleveland, adding an all-star in Kyrie, to his arsenal, adding Kevin Love to his arsenal because it is LeBron's team. And, I mean, they, they stack. He's there with his boy, Virgil. Hey. Anderson back in the house. And I, I'm an Anderson fan. When that hair gets a flopping, it's a wrap. Look, man, I'm it's just going to say, out of the East, with the major injury that just happened, Ooh, that, was nasty. that was a terrible Ooh. injury. We don't want to relive that, that neither. Nasty. Neither does R.I.P. Paul George you know, Sheen. Neither does Paul George Sheen. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about that coming you know up. You know what? Oh, the new rules. We're going to get yeah. there. Um, bringing that up, and then we'll roll right into that. Um, I don't see anyone who's going to really contest them Just the Bulls. in the East. But, you know, with the Bulls, I mean, you know, you got Derrick Rose healthy, coming back. Healthy, but man. you know what? Good. That's what I said. Come let on. Me, it's preseason Derrick Rose. Let Let's me touch that. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me touch that with two fingers. What you got to say? I'm a D Rose fan, mm-hmm. but I think a recovering D Rose got a lot of problems with a healthy Kyrie. And to me, to Joe Kim Noah got a deal with Varajal and the boys. They the same ruthless, elbow dropping players. Who do the uh, Bulls have for LeBron? Didn't they pick up? Who did they look? Chicago just picked somebody up. But who can that you pick up for name. LeBron? I mean, nobody. Exactly. I mean, his wife is the only person who could probably defend him. But I mean, other and than she that, can't. And she can't get nothing. <laughs> Samsung hey, maybe can help. You got him. two sons and a daughter on the way to prove that. Yeah, there you go. No defense. <laughs> oh, no, no, you got defense. me. You got me. LeBron has no defense. <laughs> Finally, we found where LeBron is weak. But you know what? I, I got them. Honestly, I don't see who's going to. Beat them in the East because even Chicago, like I said, you talking about a healthy D Rose, he's blown a tire the first six weeks of the season, the last two years yeah, in a row. We haven't seen him in two years, in two healthy two years. Two years. So I'm gonna say this: if D Rose was smart, he would take it easy so he can help his team where they're going to need help the most, which is the playoffs. I guarantee you they can make it through the regular season and make the playoffs without D Rose. But I think he should make sure that he's good and healthy before he goes out there trying to do what he did three years ago when he first got that adidas contract and blow out another kneecap yeah so speaking of blown legs kneecaps let's talk about these new nba rules they they have passed a new rule in the league paul george rule yeah basically (laughs) um they're moving back the uh the backdrop of the goal It's, it's getting pushed back a little further to keep you know injuries down and they're also taking uh, some of the cameramen away from the sidelines, which I am glad. Why? They get in the way. I like seeing them get trampled and stuff. It's, it makes for good footage, good pictures well, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Only reason I say that, I would hate to see a great player in the middle of the playoffs get hurt due to a lenience. <laughs> and, and, and literally, like you say, they, they blow, blow into the cameraman on the sides. It's, it's basically like baseball and the bat catcher. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I would have to say, if you yeah. in sports, NBA cameramen are probably in the worst positions 
to affect players. Yeah. I mean, they're right there on the side. Like cheerleaders. You remember in high school, the cheerleaders oh, used to sit right by the sideline? Move. Man. And then they're always like, when the ball comes, they're like, oh, yeah. Like catching them, trying to get, you know, sitting Indian style with them pom poms. Yeah, in front get out of the way. So the oh same thing God. you have with those, those NBA photographers and you got LeBron tripping all over them. You know, everybody throwing popcorn all over the, the exactly. photographers. And I actually think it's going to clean up the way the game actually looks on TV. Yeah. It's almost like a bunch of little fans or something just peeking on the sidelines, moving around. Like, you know, just ants all over the place. <laughs> it's ants. They're probably going to adopt an NFL-type system with the cameras all over the stadium so they can get those angles. And then, hey, you know what? ESPN, CBS, whatever, y'all all can share, share these shots. Because they need yeah. to be out of the way. Yeah, they they they're well, you know, NFL do have some good cameramen on the sidelines. Yeah, but, but if you notice, but there's a sideline. Yeah, in basketball, there's a little room. If the NFL cameraman gets in the way, somebody exactly. came at least five yards off the field, and it's hilarious. And it's great now, when they get plowed. Yeah, yeah, that makes I love sports it. Center. I love it. Top 10 play. <laughs> Top 10 play. So, look, we're going to take another commercial break, get a little of this airtime, and pay a couple bills when we come back. It's time to do what the hell? We're going to do what the hell? Yes, we got to talk about some high ankle sprains. What the hell, Michael Sam? Not, well, yeah, and Josh Shaw. It's all what about the hell, Josh Shaw? Somebody got a high ankle sprain. What the hell? Somebody was drowning. What the hell? Somebody was Superman. What the hell? And somebody was lying. What the hell? We'll find out who when we come back on the OMD and Coach Rob show here on What the Hell. Right there. <laughs> this one chance. Something's wrong. I can feel it. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. And Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Big Cream. 2014 Urban Underground Awards are dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, and all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Award to schedule date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014 at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information. That starts June the 3rd. For more information and sponsorship, call 817-941-0246. Power by CBOYRadio.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do that. 
favorite intros to a song. Thank you, Outcast, for that debonair production. Uh, this is Coach Rob of the Coach Rob and Omi D show, the better looking of the two, of course. Um, <laughs> only because your, your mama was the judge. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. She only because your mama was the judge. She probably going to send me a Facebook message something like, ah. Exactly. I love your mom. She's great. Hey, we back with what the hell, of course. It's what the hell. Uh, first, we got a what the hell for this Californian out here at USC. USC. Josh Shaw. Man, what the hell was you doing over the weekend? Okay, look. First of all, the alleged story is that Josh Shaw, USC Trojan, fifth-year senior, transferred from Florida. He um, he allegedly jumped off of a two-story balcony yeah. because he saw his nephew drowning in an apartment complex pool. And put the little boy in. Yes. So he jumps off the balcony into the pool, hangover movie style, Man. and lands in a pool and rescues his nephew with two ankle sprains, two high ankle sprains. High ankle. If you don't know anything about high ankle sprains, they're the ones that you see NFL players sometimes like, oh, it's an ankle sprain, but it felt like yeah. I broke my leg. Yeah, ain't at the bottom. It's at it's, the top. It's the top. It's, it's high, high ankle sprain. Look that up. And two high ankles carried his nephew out of the pool and rescued his life. Billed as a hero, the Superman from USC. Man. Until today. Today. When reports and allegations started rolling in from witnesses, people on the scene, different sources. Wait, wait, let's let's okay. ta- let's take that, let's take that back from. Rep- it wasn't no witnesses because it didn't happen. No, no. Technically, hold on. There were witnesses at the scene when the police arrived. We have information, courtesy of the ESPN site, on the August twenty third, around ten forty p.m. Officers responded to a radio call of a screaming woman at the five hundred block of Figueroa. They met witnesses who directed them to the apartment. So there were people who witnessed this. That's what's called in and brought everybody to mm-hmm. the attention that this story mm-hmm. was falsified. So Steve Sarkeesian, which is the coach of the USC Trojans, had to make an announcement today that Josh Shaw, the story of him rescuing his nephew, was a lie. It was a lie. But he he's, he's still standing by this story. No, that, he's that's, not. He's not. No, he's not. That was the report today that he came out and said that he lied. Fast breaking news. He yeah. lied. Yeah, but he lied. That's what I was telling you. There's, there's no, it, there can't be a witness to a lie. It didn't happen. So I wonder if the police were called there and they said the witnesses at the apartment complex. Now it says when they looked at the apartment, they observed that the rear window had been pried open. Witnesses identified a male, black with dreadlocks, leaving the apartment from the balcony. Now, this story gets a lot more interesting. He was leaving the apartment from the balcony. Don't you think if he was jumping into a pool, they would have noted that to the police officers when they pulled up? Possibly. Possibly. All right. Now, let's go to my favorite part of the show where I get to be a big city lawyer here and talk speculation. Coach Rob. With the evidence that you have before you, what do you think was possibly going on that landed Josh Shaw on what the hell with two high ankle sprains? If you want to get in on this, call us, 214-317-4855. 
Well, actually, I mean, with the evidence going on, it would be a pure speculation because there is no evidence. That's what we I want. Mean, he, we want pure speculation. Yeah, he, here. He, he came out. He came out and he said, it's all a lie. I got two high ankle sprains. It was an ostrich chasing me. I went to go mm. get some chicken over the weekend and mm. fell in a gutter. I don't know. It's rough out there in California. I, I don't know what happened to this young man. Dang banging ostriches. I don't know what happened. What I'm confused about now, you have two high ankle sprains, and obviously people have seen you come out of a window. I want to know whose apartment well, this was. We can't say no one's seen him coming out of a window now because everything has been a lie. Oh, my gosh. So these people have lied they have to the no police. They have no clue what happened. That's that's the situation. There's, so there's technically, no clue. all of these people have committed perjury and need to be taken to jail. Well, they're not paying attention to the people. The 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 point, the story is about him lying that none of this ever happened. All of it was a hoax. I it was a lie. That, but I want to know. There's no people. Speculating. Okay, let's take the people out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. I think he was leaving someone's apartment mm-hmm. via the window. I think someone was sneaking around, creeping around. And that's because if you read these articles on ESPN.com, Steve Sarkeesian, they're saying that they checked the guy's background. There was nothing shady about his background that would have led them to believe that he was actually a bad kid or could have been, you know, something like this could have happened. But what they're saying is something like this could have happened. What could have happened? What was he doing? Two high ankle sprains. I think possibly he owed someone some money. Okay. That That sounds California. He got some money from that thinking the school was going to reimburse him on. And the school didn't reimburse him, so they gave him two high ankle sprains. There you go. Yeah. It's rough out in California. Oh, bookie style. There you go. Sometimes the shark has to get his money. It is California, IA. And USC always has something going on at the beginning of the season. I'm going to say somebody was creeping around somewhere they should not have been creeping, and somebody mm. else came home, mm. and they had to make an escape off the second floor balcony. Was he playing the milkman role? I think he was playing the plumber without the tools. Well, and uh, I think he had to get him and his tools must have went out the window. Well, the tools <laughs> are officially two ankle sprains, high ankle sprains, and will not be joining USC this weekend as they take on a heated Fresno State rival for their first game of the season. So, Boy. with that being said, I. I just got to ask Joshua one question. One question. Man, what the hell was you doing? We will find out as ESPN and the rest of our journalist friends go out and find this information. Stay tuned to the OMED and Coach Rob Show or go on and like my page, OMED, O-M-I-E-D, online, and you will see because as soon as that information gets to us, we will put it up on the site. Um now we're going to roll on because I got another what the hell. There you go. This was yours. Coach Rob, let I it roll. That, that, my fingers is, is, is sweating. I thought she was itching. We were going to win some money. No. Man, what the hell is they still reporting on Michael Sam for? Good question. That, that's what I want to know. What the hell do we need to know that he made it past this round for? He's a seventh round pick who barely has a chance of making the team. But he's the only seventh-round pick in the NFL that barely has a chance of making the team that's getting headline news. Why? Because of his sexual preference? And, and This I is think, football, man. 
We don't care about your preference. If you're not balling, we don't want to hear nothing about you. I agree. I mean, I think it honestly has nothing to do with the game. It doesn't. I think that the media, of course, is, you know, some of our friends in the media is using it as hype. They are. To bring a story across. And as for Michael Sam, I agree with you. It doesn't matter what his sexual preference is. What matters is what happens when that ball is snapped. Exactly. What happens when you're down, it's third down, you're on the goal line, and we need to stop. Because right now, what you're showing us is seventh-round draft pick material. The clip they showed of him kissing his boyfriend was longer than the clip of him making good plays this season, period. And I have to admit. And he's getting headlined. He's getting headlined. What the hell? Hey, do you think he will make the St. Louis team? No. If he's cut, I heard you mention earlier that Jerry Jones might be interested in talking to him for a defensive lineman because we are weak NFL-wise. We'll talk about that later. Do you think he'll come to Dallas? I think if Dallas asks for him, he ain't got no choice but to come. Now, do I think Dallas will try to get him? Yeah. I do, too. I think Jerry Jones will take that. Right now, do we need him? Probably. Probably so. (laughs) He'll sell some jerseys for us for sure. But if he comes here – I do want to say I want it to be about football yes, and not sex. I do. We already got Victoria's Secret at the stadium. It. That's enough sex. I'm football. Victoria's Secret jerseys. And on that note, when we come back, we're talking about football. It is the week of college football. Matter of fact, it kicks off tomorrow night yes. with a big interconference SEC rivalry game. We're going to talk about that. We come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to look and see where everybody's ranked on their drafts. We come back. We're talking about the saving. We talk about the less saving. miles. And we're talking about the games to watch this weekend. And I'm college football. I'm picking you my better pick. bet with me because I'm winning all the money and taking the farm back to Kentucky. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Big Clean. 2014 Urban Underground Awards are dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, and all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Awards is scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information that starts June the 3rd. More information and sponsorship, call 817 941 Powered by CBOYRadio.com. The OBD and Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A U D I B L E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at 
A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF sports. Collard greens. We are back. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. You gonna eat your cornbread? I am, cause football will be starting on Sunday, and I like to have a full tummy before I watch the three o'clock game. Yeah. So let's get into college football, which I will be taking up my Thursday nights, Friday. Well, Friday Sports Center night because yeah. we got you know broadcast yeah, got the game. Make sure you check us out rfsportsradio.com. We will be bringing you high school football. Oh. Me, Omi D, Coach Rob on the car along with Rodney Fisher. Touchdown! We will do that, and we will call the game. We gotta and work it on will go touchdown, down. Kyle. We do. Okay, I'm gonna run it. We'll let's do, it let's on do a break. practice. Okay, who's gonna run a touchdown? You gonna call? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna run a touchdown. Run a touchdown. Oh. No, I'm gonna run a touchdown. You call. Okay. What's your number? Uh. 77. No, 77. Yeah. All right. I'm on defense. You on, how you going to run a touchdown? I just picked up a fumble. You just picked up a fumble. Okay. Okay. All right. Dude just got hit. Bow! All I, right. I got the fumble. Number 77, Coach Rob picks up the fumble. He's running down the field. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. The 10. He's looking slow. The 5. The 4. 3. 2. 1. Touchdown, DeSoto Eagles. Coach Rob is in there doing a tootsie roll in the end zone. What's going on? That was a great run. Number 42 got down the field. Cornerback made a good block. Boom. Got that guy, Coach Rob, in there. Touchdown. Let's do the tootsie roll and funky chicken. We're doing it. Yeah. How was that? How was that? I need to practice some more? Uh, yeah. All right, right on. Right on. I'm going to go home and practice. Hey, babe, guess what? You're running touchdowns tonight, and I'm calling them all night long. Yeah. Put your shoes on. Tell Memphis he's going to do some touchdown runs tonight. Got to get it right. But let's get into the college football because tomorrow, Man, will be a lot of tomorrow there will be some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of great matchups what's, what's coming. The, what's the main matchup tomorrow? Texas A&M. Them Aggies, the Aggies, the of, Agriculturals the of, Aggies A&M of A&M versus the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Ooh. Steve Spurrier, the, the old Gamecocks? the Gamecocks, the old ball coach, <laughs> the old ball coach <laughs> is going to start the game, start the season off versus Sumlin oh, and wow. those Aggies coming out off their Manziel season. Mm. They've got a pretty good quarterback mm. in South Lakes, Kenny Hill. I have coming watched for him. him. I have watched him. He's a good passer. He has some legs. You better watch him. They He's a dual-threat QB, so it's going to be a really good game. South Carolina, they don't have Jadavian Clowney Mm-mm. on He's the defensive side. Houston He's now. in Houston, which is one of my picks on defense. We'll talk about that in fantasy later. But they are going to go up against Texas A&M. They're missing – South Carolina's missing some key factors on defense. Yeah. A&M missing some factors on offense. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Sounds like a special teams game to me. There you go. Who you think is going to take this one, Coach Rob? Man, you know what? Oh, oh. I'm from Texas. There you go. So I want to ride with Texas. Texas. But I feel Sparrier is going to lose. Yeah. I'm riding with Texas. You're riding with Texas. I'm riding with okay. Texas. Yeah, I got a lot of faith in Sumlin, and I got a lot of faith in the Aggies. I don't think their whole team was built just on Johnny Manziel. And and the key that Manziel was able to make a lot happen, Kenny Hill is the same type of quarterback. He has legs. He has an arm. He has size. Mm-hmm. He's a massive kid. I watched him in high school. The kid can go. It's going to be a good game. Yep. 
It's going to be a good game. It's going to probably go down to at least, I'm going to say, the fourth quarter. And I'm going to have A&M pulling that one out by 10. By 10? By 10. Field goal and touchdown? Field goal and a touchdown. The field goal will come in the first half. That's okay. going to make a difference in the second half with a touchdown. Who's leading at halftime? Halftime, it's going to be a game. South Carolina will be up. By seven at half. By seven, seventeen to ten at half. Seventeen to ten at half. I'll take seventeen to ten at half, and A and M winning twenty four twenty. Twenty four twenty. Shut out to a field goal in the second half. There you go. Shut out to a field goal in the second half. I like that. Write that down. Okay. Write down twenty four twenty. It's in my mental brain. You got A and M. I got A and M. So we both picking A and M on this one. But let's talk about a couple things in college football right now. Something. Let's talk about your man. Let's talk about the Saban. The Saban. Let's talk about Alabama. Let's talk about the Crimson Tide because, as I predicted, Alabama's going to lose on Saturday when no. they go up against West Virginia. No. And yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I think Alabama, because as of yesterday and as of this morning, Alabama had not picked. Which quarterback they were going to run to? There was no clear cut, according to Nick Saban. As Saban said, the guy that starts the baseball game pitching might not be the guy that finishes the game pitching. So as we go through this game on Saturday, we might see a quarterback change. But looking at what he's got, he's got a senior in Blake Sims who backed up A.J. McCarron for four years. So he got a fifth-year senior that knows. All the plays, knows the system, knows everybody. And you have a junior, a transfer junior, in Jake Coker, who's learning the system, doesn't quite know everybody as well mm-hmm. as Blake Sims. But Jake, uh, excuse me, Coker is a prototypical passer. He actually transferred from uh, FSU. He's oh, yeah. a backup from Winston and just decided, eh, I'm not going to get any PT now that Winston's here. Let me go to the Bama mm-hmm. and get on here. Prototypical passer. He's like six foot five. All right, Blake Sims is a read option QB. Yes, he is. Meaning he'll move up around the field, moving down. That's something I've never seen from Alabama before. A quarterback, a read option quarterback. Yeah, they they generally they they have more of a pro style type quarterback who you know stands in the pocket and delivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key is going to be, which is always Alabama's running game, man. Yep. I mean. The way they run the ball, the way they play defense, they can have two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If it's any team that can do it, it's Alabama and the Saban, man. All right. So, but there, Saban has said he's not running a two QB system. He says someone will be picked as yeah. the starter. So I'm, I'm thinking tomorrow he's going to make that pick. And if I was the Saban, which I'm not, and I want the worst for Alabama. Big shout outs to everybody listening from those Bama fans. I'm going to say he's going to take Blake Sims to start off the season because you got a fifth-year senior. He knows the system. He knows the guys. He's not a transfer in. You're probably going to have a better chance of building some type of continuity throughout the season with him. And, you know, it's the first time you're going to see a a read option quarterback in Alabama. And now you're in in the league of the SEC where defense is starting to become king. Man. You better pick up your pace. That that definitely will open up the playbook. Like I say, with the running game, returning running backs. I see Alabama in the playoffs. You see Alabama in the playoffs? And, and it's so weird to say that, to see any college, college team, team in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Exactly. I see Alabama in mm. the playoffs. And if you didn't know, college has switched to a system this season where we are having a playoff, a 
four-team bracketed playoff system, which is going to pick our national champion, and it's still going to be voted on, but it's not going to be the same typical BCS voting style who picks those last four teams. You say the same BS or BCS? BCS. (laughs) Depends on who you ask. You said BCS. I I think I said the same BS that's been going on. Same BS that's been going on. Exactly. But, so we've got the Saban. Got to pick his quarterback. Also, in LSU, another SEC situation with dual quarterbacks. Yeah. Les Miles has just said he's running two quarterbacks. And and that's typical Les Miles. Man. It is. Les Miles is about defense. I'd see him more about defense and special teams than anything. Like, he, they'll run some offense. They'll do a little running game, a little passing game. But defense and and special teams is where LSU just, yeah, they – they, yeah, they, they they do a little damage. They are now. They have a six foot two Anthony Jennings from Marietta, Georgia, and a true freshman, another six foot two guy from Bozier City. Excuse me, Brandon Harris coming in there. And Les says he can't really make a pick. Both of these guys are mobile quarterbacks, read option type quarterbacks. Yep. So he said, "Hey, it's hard to prepare for two quarterbacks." It is. It is. I have to admit that. So. Put this out, and we're going to move on to key matchups. Coach, what do you think about the two-quarterback system in college? Do you think it's good or bad? Uh, I think it depends on the team. Some teams have high high IQ, ready-to-go quarterbacks, and then you have some that have a couple of athletes. Mm-hmm. If you have a couple of athletes, I, I don't mind running a two-quarterback system, especially if it's more of a read option type or maybe a spread because you're doing a lot of short passing behind the line of scrimmage passing. But if you have a more typical NFL uh, style offense, I don't see a two back. I mean, a two quarterback system working at all. Yeah. Now, do you think the dual quarterback system will have merit in the NFL? Ever? No. no. Okay. No, just for the simple fact of having in the NFL, your quarterback is a—he's a leader. He—he he has no choice but to be a leader. Two quarterbacks takes that leadership away. You have to have control of your offense, of your huddle, of the offensive scheme. Two quarterbacks? No, there's not enough reps to go around in the NFL. Mm. Well, no, we'll see how that handles uh, down in Baton Rouge this year. We got LSU coming up, big games. I don't see them making the playoffs either, so. Nah, I don't see LSU making the playoffs. I mean, they got a nice One, bowl two, game. One, two, or three quarterbacks. But, yeah, I, I just don't see it coming up. They need a lot in LSU, and they have a lot to fight against. You got to put a helmet on that Tiger this year. They might need it. They <laughs> might need it. Look, let's talk about our key matchups to watch coming up for NCAA football this week. All right. Coming up Thursday, number 21, Texas A&M faces off against the number nine, South Carolina Gamecocks. Hey, this is the time for Texas A&M to make some noise, move themselves up in those rankings. Let's get up in the top ten so you can have a chance to get voted in to the college football playoffs for the first year, right? Uh, Friday, big game I'm representing right now, Boise State versus number 18, Ole Miss, another SEC team ranked number 18. How do you got this one, Coach? And Boise's not ranked this year. Boise's not ranked. They've lost, you know, coordinators. They've lost – a lot of players, they're almost rebuilding this team with the Smurf turf. They're, so, basically, they're back to being Boise State. Back to being Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> look, they're looking for that Statue of Liberty play versus time, Oklahoma Time again. to turn the field back green. Time to turn the field back. Maybe not. We hope so. They might hey, make some noise. I think with this game, it's going to be evident that it's time to turn the field back green. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see Boise State pulling the upset. I see A&M pulling the upset on the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. 
but no upset for Boise State. Okay, no upset for Boise State. Let's roll on. Saturday, that's when it all goes down. Get up early, watch college football Saturday. We've got games kicking off at noon Eastern time. So get up, get your pancakes ready, and get to watching these things. Number five, noon game Eastern time, Ohio State versus Navy. This one might be an upset, Coach. Who do you have in this one? Ah, can't give it to Navy, man. Stick to the water and the guns. I'm going to have to go with Ohio State. You know, I'm going to have to keep my eye on this one. Even though Ohio State ranks number five, they have JT Baird, which is a redshirt freshman starting over the injured um, Terrell Pryor. No. No, excuse me. Hold on. Braxton Miller. Yeah, Sorry. Terrell in the league. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong Buckeye. I'm going too far back. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Braxton Miller. So we're going to have to see what JT can do. I'm thinking they're going to pull this out against Navy, but Navy has yeah. one of those sneaky teams. It's just because they're yeah. Navy, they kind of play a really tough schedule, but they have been known to pull out some crazy W's in its first week, so we don't know. Yeah. Number seven, UCLA. I love this team this year. I'm pulling for them to make the playoffs. Uh, Versing Virginia. Versing Virginia. Versing Virginia. Because <laughs> it, it's going to happen. I don't see Virginia even coming close to this one. Are, are either – uh, well, I know UCLA is ranked. Yeah. What are they ranked? Number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Virginia. 49. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, no upset. Virginia. Think. Yeah. It's just, UCLA. Yeah. Stick. Stick to the beach. Okay. All right. So we got West Virginia versus Bama. I know you taking Bama in Come this on one. now. I'm taking West Virginia. This is the game. No saving. Circled on the calendar. You make sure if you're listening to this show that you catch this game and you call in to us next week. If Coach Rob lost. You're going to have to talk crap to him if I lose, which I won't because West Virginia is going to pull us out, and we're going to have that one. So let's roll on. Big game coming in Georgia. Clemson versus Georgia. Georgia's ranked number 12. Clemson's ranked number 16. Who do you got, Coach? Georgia, number 12. Clemson, number 16. Clemson has a paw. Georgia has a bulldog. Both have paws. Yeah, but I mean, they got that big paw. True that. True that. Uh... Uh, pick Georgia. You got Georgia. They Look, like peaches in Georgia. There you go. Coach peaches is, and Bulldogs. Coach is riding with the peaches and I'm Bulldogs. I'm going with peaches and Bulldogs. I'm going to ride with Clemson on this game, man. I actually have Clemson ranked up in my uh, top 25 poll higher than 16. This is going to be a proven ground for each team because Clemson and Georgia lost some key key positions. No Sammy Watkins. No Sammy. Sammy Watson on the wide receiver. And in Georgia, no Aaron Murray. No Aaron Murray. Hmm. You had your finger up. You got a question? No, I'm just going to say I got Sammy Watkins in. You got uh, Sammy Watkins in? Yeah, I was thinking about picking, picking him up. <laughs> I was thinking about picking him up. Just just because how cold he was, he was in college. Like, we'll, we'll talk yes. about that. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about our fantasy in just a little bit. Um, Oklahoma Versus Louisiana Tech. I got this one as a game to watch. Everybody's probably blowing this off as an upset. But Louisiana Tech has been working on their program the last couple of years. I'm not saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying this is going to be a Louisiana Tech upset. What I'm saying is this is going to be a proving situation for Oklahoma because with them have losing their top freshman running back right now, they're going to have to see what their their ground game is available. I'm not saying they're going to lose this, Coach. I see you pulled your microphone. I, like I, I done had to pull my mic off the stage. This man, Omi D, on the Coach Rob and Omi D show. Omi D and Coach Rob show. The, the Coach Rob and Omi D show. Done <laughs> sat here. Now, let me take that back. Done stood here mm-hmm. and said, 
Oklahoma is going to lose this weekend. I did not Possibly. say that. I did not say Possibly. that. I said you have to watch this game. I said you're going to have to watch it because Oklahoma is going to have to prove what their running game is. Watch. If you like watching a blowout, watch this game. Oklahoma, they're not losing until they play Texas. I'm I didn't telling say you. they were going to lose. They're I not going to come close to losing until okay. they play Texas. Okay. Louisiana is just a pun. In this game of chess that Texas is playing to go undefeated this year. Well, look. I risk my case. I have this one listed as a game to watch because Oklahoma lost their starting running back. They did. Their freshman recruit. They did. Domestic violence. But he was unproven. <clears throat> Doesn't freshman. matter. They didn't have any running backs back there anyway. They got a bunch of running backs, and he was the best one in the mix. So let's see what they can do. I'm not saying they're going to lose, Coach. Put your microphone back on your stand. Okay. Let's roll on to the next game. Okay. Number 14, Wisconsin versus number 13, LSU. <laughs> Who do you got? I got Wisconsin. You're going with the Badgers. Just because the Batman, the Bat, they hit hard. Mm-hmm. They run run hard. They block hard. They coach hard. I'm with Wisconsin on this one. There you go. I'm rolling by you Bengals on this one, so we're going to see what's going on with that. Rolling on, we've got Florida State versus Oklahoma State. Who you got in that one? Come on now. That's here in Dallas. Come on Africa. now. That's here at Jerry's World, FSU. One of my, my most proudest colleges of all time. I love me some FSU Seminoles. The colors, the, the, the camaraderie, everything about it. Jameis Winston is a winner. He still seafood, everything. I'm, I'm with it. FSU all the way. I have to agree with you, coach. FSU all the way. I am watching for Mike Gundy's team out of Stillwater to put up some good defense, maybe give Mr. Winston something to play for this whole season. Maybe, starting the, off. maybe the first, second, or even third drive. After that, Jameis Winston goes nuts. There you go. Look, here's the game to watch. All you UT fans, Texas versus North Texas. Charlie Strong's first game at the helm <laughs> of the UT Longhorns. Now, I'm not saying this is a game that UT is going to lose. I don't want everybody to get to they talking noise lose. like that. What I want everybody to watch is the way the team now works and functions under Charlie Strong with the head coach. Good concept. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about these fantasy football rankings, and it'll be time for us to get up out of here. Man, I'm hungry. We'll be right back on the Old Me D and Coach Rob show. Tell you broke niggas something. Listen. Make money. Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Big Clint. 2014 Urban Underground Awards are dedicated to bringing recognition to the nation's hard working, unsigned, underrated, and all music genres, fashion, bloggers, internet radio stations, and 20 plus categories. The 2014 Urban Underground Award scheduled date and live television taping is September the 20th, 2014, at the Green Elephant in Dallas, Texas. Make sure you upload www.cboyradio.com for voting information. That starts June the 3rd. For more information and sponsorship, call 817 941 Powered by CBOYRadio.com. The OMED and Coach Rob Show is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. That's A U D I B L E.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. 
They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports, you get one free audiobook and one month free service with that sign up. They have everything from green eggs and ham to rich dad, poor dad. Check it out today at A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com backslash RF Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash RF Sports. show it's almost time for us to get up out of cheer but first of all let's tell us talk about our fantasy draft everybody that participated we appreciate you coming out and participating in our draft we're going to talk about these draft grades right now and let everybody know what's going on check your emails everybody that's in the fantasy draft they send it to the email that you registered with i have mine uh omd online at yahoo.com so number one a minus k jack all right, K-Jack did the A-, minus, but let's talk about the people here on the show. Coach Rob is ranked C. He got a C on his report card I got a, for a draft. I got a grade of C. You got He's a grade a of C. C. You got a grade of C. <laughs> Excuse me, you got a grade of C on your drafting. Make sure you check your emails because what they say about you is pretty funny on this thing. Uh, Pierre Payne, DJ Cleveland Spanky James, got a C+. Plus. On his ranking, on his report card, go through and check that. Easy Breezy, Deb Dillard over here with socialmediavoice.net. If you need any type of social media representation, check them out, socialmediavoice.net. B. She got a B. She's ranked B. We've got Liddell, the closer. The closer's ranked B, too, on his report card. And we've got a couple B-pluses from the Bizarre Kid and K-Jack in this mix. And Omi D rounding out the bottom of the pot. Number eight with a D on my grade for my report card. If you read what they say about me here in the draft summary, they said those kind of things about me last season. And last season, I finished up as the champion. Well, like I always say, last season was last season. This is a new season. It was. And you will take your first loss week one when you play me. You think so, Coach? No, I know so. You think so? I know so. Well, don't know too soon (laughs) because we will know because next is it next Wednesday? Not next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we'll be getting ready. Matter of fact, our lineups will have to be in by next Wednesday. Yeah. So we're going to have to let everybody know next Wednesday what everybody's starting lineups are. Coach Rob is squaring off against me. Yeah. The great Omi D. Debbie D. from SocialMediaVoice.net is sparring off against the one, the only Cleveland Spanky James. <laughs> so those top two games in the league we are going to talk about next week here on the Omi D. and Coach Rob show. Um, Coach Rob, you want to give your shout outs? Man, I want to give a shout out as usual to my wife, to my family, to my nieces and nephews, to my dog, the mailman, the milkman, the plumber, all those guys that make it happen on a daily basis. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm kind of mad I didn't get an A plus on my, my thing, but hey, big shout outs. Cleveland Spanky James, you want to give some shout outs? Shout out to my baby at home, my son. I love you. There you go. Big shout outs. Debbie D, you want to give some shout outs today? Uh, shout out to Global Entertainment. 
Movie Institute and O Dog. What up, O Dog? She got oh, the car. You need to bring yeah, us some pizza. For real. What's up, man? For real. Too. I know. Speaking of pizza, I just I man, I went to Pie Fire. I mean, uh, Fireside Pies yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shouts out. And that's that's all I gotta say. Man, shouts out. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all my family checking us out. Big shout outs to everyone in East Texas, North Texas, all over the state of Texas, the world. Big shout outs to my mom, big shout outs to my baby, big shout outs to everybody listening, and we will catch you next week on the OMD and Coach Rob show. The Coach Rob and OMD show. Cleveland James, we out of here. With extra barbecue sauce on the side. Ain't nothing like a rib sandwich, baby. With barbecue sauce on the side. Don't want my bread to get soggy, baby. So put my sauce on the side. I want my sauce on the side. Don't you hear me, lady? Oh, is that hairnet too tight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at your menu. It look real good. Uh, I see some meat on the wood. Uh, I see some blades going down. Uh, chopped beef by the pound. Yeah, all I want though, really, uh, is a real sandwich, really. Yeah, one from my partner, Billy. Yeah, but he want his sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. I don't want my sauce on my sandwich. I want my sauce on the side.